Now, we've had her before, but we had to have her back yes. again, honey. Jennifer Lewis is in the house. The <laughs> book is called The Mother of Black Hollywood, and she's in the midst of writing another one. Yes, I started three days ago. I don't know what I'm going to name it yet. It may be something like Kiss My Ass in Macy's Window, but I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> we'll buy that one. Come together, motherfuckers. I don't know what it's going to be called. <laughs> well, because you're about to go on vacation. You, you're about to start shooting. Uh, how long do you have before you start shooting Black Well, black I think I'm, I start... Um, August 6th, almost three weeks. Uh, yeah, three yeah. weeks we yeah. go black, black, black into blackish. Uh -huh. uh, I'm looking forward to the third season. I know it's going to be a third. What am I talking what about? This, this, is, like, the, isn't this, a this fifth? is the fifth yeah. season, fifth for season. God's sake. When did you join the cast? Oh, wow. The first season, I think I did six of the 24 in the first season. Yeah. And then, of course, they made me a uh, regular. And I do now 19 of the 24. Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. no, That's I'm, a I, lot. It's a great gig. It's a lot Come of lines, guys. Yeah. A great show. I'm working with a great cast. You know, I love Tracy and Anthony. Yeah. And fucking Lawrence Frischberg. Uh, Come he's on. brilliant. You know, that, that motherfucker has been working since he was 14, three. 14 years old. He, his first big movie, I think when he started. Apocalypse Now. Apocalypse Now. I think he was 14 when he started the movie. By the time it came out in 79, I think he was. Was about... 27. <laughs> <laughs> but he has not stopped working amazing. since He's then. He's amazing. Right? That's yeah. why. Yeah. yeah. What, what lot do you guys film that on? Oh, Disney. Disney, right there at one of his studios. Oh, down in, in, in Burbank. Riverside. Yeah, the most, it's the most beautiful lot in, it really in is. Hollywood. It the is. most historical. And and you live on that side of the hill. Oh, you yeah. Still live on oh, that yeah. No, honey, I'm 50, I am 50 minutes from 50. Oh. What's wrong with What's me today? Oh, these numbers? I am 15 minutes I'm exhausted from that's doing the is. show today. Yes, all these drag queens yeah. all over me. <laughs> They're all over me. Everywhere. And you live with one. Yeah. Oh, yes. yeah. I got Shangela in the basement. In the that's basement. exhausting. Yeah, that's that's my baby. Him in Australia right oh, now. Oh, really? That wow. mama boy. Yeah. So you're 15 minutes from the studio. What time of day do you drive there? Oh, Not during traffic. Oh, honey, please. Sometimes it's five in the morning. Five Sometimes it's three. Sometimes yeah. it's six. You see, there's a single camera. There's no order. There's no... Uh, there's no routine. There's no nine to five. Mm -hmm. And when that machine starts, baby, it don't stop. Longer yeah. days, right? Single camera, longer days. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, back in the day, it was three cameras. You you worked from nine to five yeah. over at Paramount with Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and, yeah. and, and uh, a different world, yes, and, a different all that. world yeah. and all those early sitcoms I did. Yeah. Now, now, having been on the cast for about to be six season, do you find they write the jokes for you or do you transform them into the Jennifer Lewis voice because there's one in particular where uh, <laughs> that I'm my favorite line that you say in there is uh, uh, at one point your character dupes the son into buying her a new Mercedes Benz <laughs> and at one point he says something about your mac and cheese and you say what'd you say about my mac and cheese <laughs> in that Jennifer uh, <laughs> Lewis say. style I mean, <laughs> did, okay when you read that line you probably don't even remember the line I don't even remember it first of all it wasn't there <laughs> I just make shit up. The writers love me, but I'm very respectful of them yeah. when they come, because they come in there with that brilliant shit, yeah. and I can't wait to sink my teeth into it, uh -huh. you see. But uh, yeah, they let me get away with murder. Come on, yeah, yeah. I've been in this business 980 years. <laughs> Leave me the fuck alone. All they want to do is hear Jennifer Lewis, yes. and I can say good morning, and 10 million people will view it. That's right, and that's that's why they hire you. That's, that's why people. Yeah, that's yeah. why people have hired you over and over people for years and years. People know that I I, if you if you are, 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 are channel hopping, 
I tell people when I walk into a room to get a job, what I do if I don't deliver in this room, what will happen is no matter what I do, when the remotes go on, if they see me, they're going to stop That's because right. they know they will be entertained. Yes, that is right. <laughs> that is right. Now, I want to ask you about the preacher's wife. Now, who did you play Whitney's mother? Whitney's that? mama. I was my baby Whitney's mama did for you three see months. The, did you see the documentary? I have not seen it. I, you know, it's going to take me a minute. Yeah. You know, Rue? It's not easy. Whitney was my heart. You know, I was invited to a funeral. I could not go. Okay. That was my child. I'm here to tell yeah. you. Yeah. You know, the last time I heard her, she was on her way to rehab. Yeah. And she says, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it this time, Mama. Yeah. Mama. Mama, yeah. I'm going to do it this time, Mama. Well, I'm going to warn you. The movie, oh, which is called Whitney, Lord. it's a documentary mm -hmm. uh, by Kevin McDonald. I think that's his name. Mm -hmm. It is harrowing and it I cried from beginning to end mm. so prepare yourself but yes. this is the one I want to ask you you've been in this business for a long time you've seen lots of new you work with kids you, you've seen a lot of people come and go in the time you've been in this town what do you say to young people let's talk about young black people who come from a, a, a different uh, a, a different I'm going to just say a different world because yes. you know the world we're talking about what do you say to people who are accelerated into a, a whole nother stratosphere how do you uh, help them navigate this new landscape that you and i know how how difficult it is in fact before you answer that question somebody told me that on the show insecure a character called molly says to the other girl she says you know what i'm i'm so tired of trying to make other people okay with me Mm -hmm. And so, and I know you know what that means. Mm -hmm. Black folks, you know, I have been a shapeshifter my whole life. I am, I will transform in the moment so that people are okay with me because they can't handle all of this right here. Right. So what do you say to young people, young black people who are in show business, uh, to, to how, how to navigate this landscape? I say to them this, number B, <laughs> you had a black president now act like it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you will pick it up you now have the technology to tell your stories and you will tell it i'm gonna sing you a little song right now oh, good. that i'm getting ready to, to release okay it goes look 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 i wrote a book two and a half years of blood sweat and tears it took this is my story and God knows it's my song. Sit back, relax, turn the page, it won't take long. The pain and the drama, playing everybody's mama, the mother of black Hollywood, everybody's telling me it's so good. So look, where's your book? Put down that phone and write your own. Tell the world about your pain and your glory. Oh, it's in you. Write your story. I love it. I love That's it. That's what I have to tell the kids. Mm -hmm. Write your story. Mm -hmm. You don't need a camera crew no more. You got a cell phone. Mm -hmm. Tell your story. Go out and help somebody. Put that phone in old black people's faces and ask them how they carried on. Mm -hmm. See, I sustained. I sustained because I found a passion at a very early age and I followed through. Oh, I gave up, but I didn't quit. 
Mm -hmm. I didn't quit. You got to be in it to win it. I say it all the time. I tell them all the time. You have to love what you do with your entire molecular structure. Mm -hmm. This ain't no rehearsal. Amen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This ain't no fucking rehearsal. Mm -hmm. Live while you live. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I went on the doctors yesterday and they were like, oh my God, you're so up. I said, because... I am alive, bitches. Yes, yes. I could have been dead and gone many oh, times. Oh, yes. Oh, I know. Yeah. I've had a knife to my throat, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. Mm -hmm. You got to walk in grace in these streets. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what I say? I don't want nobody fucking with me in the streets. <laughs> uh, no, no. I don't want nobody fucking with me. Yeah. Uh, oh, huh? No, but that, I, I, I hear all that. But at the same time, you know, coming from Kenlock, Missouri. Poverty. A lot of poverty. But, you know, the tools and the processing tools you, you've learned along the way to deal with money, to deal with success, to deal with the ghost of our ancestors, to deal with the pain and the black Follow rage. Follow your instincts. You, it's all you have. Keep good friends around you that will tell you when your boyfriend is an asshole, that will tell you when you are an asshole. Keep good people around you. Think, investigate before you invest. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about common sense. Mm. If you want the world to open up for you, know that it is your world. It is your world, mm -hmm, darling. Mm -hmm. You are the master of your universe and you know it. Yeah. Your feelings are your feelings. Ah. Mm, mm. Your feelings and feelings are the universal language, not some bullshit you talking. Mm -hmm. Think about it. However you feel about one person, however you think somebody feel about, that's what you feel about them. Yeah, right. Come on now. There's only yep. one of us here. That's one of us. Thank you. You said that when you were interviewed by Oprah. Mm -hmm. Oh, and by the way, oh, I'm getting ready to make a confession on your podcast. This is a confession. Okay. Because I told you earlier that you said something that, well, stabbed my soul, actually, mm -hmm. when you were talking to Oprah. This is the confession, and then I'll tell you what you did for me. Mm. The confession is, after my mother died, I started smoking cigarettes again. Mm. Mm -hmm. I hadn't had a cigarette in 13 years. Mm. And I was mad. When I was on the breakfast club, I told the millennials, don't stay mad too long. I want them to know that I was talking to them, but I was talking to myself. Mm -hmm. You know, if I continue smoking cigarettes, I'm going to get sick and I'm going to fuck up my voice. Yep. So Jenny, don't do it. But what you said to Oprah, RuPaul, and it was just in passing. You said, <clears throat> even today when I see somebody smoking, I, I think to myself, didn't we already do that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hey. It causes cancer, asshole. Mm -hmm. It makes you age, asshole. Yeah. Take it, get, get rid of it, asshole. Mm -hmm. It's poisonous, asshole. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And let me tell you this. This is from me to you. I could go on, but let me just say thank you. Mm -hmm. That's all. 
Well, the, you know, it's interesting you say that because it leads into what I was talking about with the Whitney thing and and even putting good people around you. Mm-hmm. Whitney surrounded herself with her family mm-hmm. because she knew that they were on the payroll and nobody mm-hmm. was going to say, uh, you better put that cigarette down, Whitney. Right. Nobody was going to say that. And, you know, w- when something horrible happens, like the passing of your mother, there are a lot of ghosts that mm-hmm. live inside of us that... that resurface and that we have no defense against and because we, we we're defenseless because mm-hmm. our defenses are down at, at those at those times so that's why I asked you about what do you say to young people how did you prepare yourself and I think the answer really is you can never be too prepared a lot of times you get caught off guard mm-hmm. and a lot of the things that uh, uh, that you used to do you know you it's very you could fall right back into well I say it over and over again baby I say it over and over and over again. You must have a passion. Mm -hmm. The passion is the only thing that will help you claw up out of the gutter. Mm -hmm. And my friends, you will find yourself there. In the gutter? Life, oh, I'm not talking about just the gutter. I'm talking about the trenches. I'm talking about the valleys Mm -hmm. of life. We Mm -hmm. all end up there. We all go there. But when you're clawing, if you just keep that passion in front of you, find one. I don't care what Mm -hmm. it is. Mm Mm-hmm. Find a passion that is the only thing. The dream will keep you alive. Mm-hmm. Oh, honey, I ain't supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. But see, I got that Broadway show to put on. On oh, I got that one-woman show to get mm-hmm. on Broadway. So I ain't going nowhere. Yeah, I ain't yeah. going to smoke too many cigarettes. Yeah. I yeah. need my voice because I need to be able to say, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. See, yes, that's yes, the opening now. And yes. I ain't got time for no more Burl Light no, to but, keep that from me. No, and, and so when did your mother pass and how long did you smoke? Oh, shit, Rue, now you want all the details. Uh-huh. Okay, I'm being honest. It was two and a half years ago. Yeah, and when did you, how long did the cigarette thing happen? Well, I started and then I was like, okay, I'll have two a day. Mm-hmm. And then I went out of the country. My whole thing was, okay, when I go on vacation, if I go out of the country, Mm -hmm. I can have a cigarette. That was my, you know, we always Mm -hmm. have those excuses and bullshit. Mm -hmm. But okay, so I had cigarettes. And then when I came back to the States, the blackish cast was going to Orlando to shoot the first episode Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. at Disney World. I remember that episode. So when we went out of the state right away, after I got back from South Africa, I was like, oh, well, I'm still on vacation. I can have some cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah. Lord, when I got home, yeah, I didn't stop. Right. Whoa, yeah. and I don't know what I was doing. But you want to know the truth? Boy, you sure do pull it out of me, Rue. Mm. I was just in the frame of thought that you took my mama, mm-hmm. so I'm going to take your gift, your yeah, glory. That's it. That's it right there. You hurt me, so I'm going to hurt you. That's it right there. That's, That's it. what it is. That's exactly what it is. That's what happened to and me. And when I see teenagers doing it, they're being very cavalier with their youth and mm-hmm. vitality. Yeah. And they're saying, ha ha, mm-hmm. ha ha. I can do it. Because they're invincible. Yeah. You can't. Because what they don't know is that Snickers bar that you ate when you were five is yeah. still in your system. <laughs> so stop putting that shit in your right. system because it really don't go nowhere. Now, thank God the lungs yeah. or, you know, they can regenerate. Re- regenerate. Yeah. Thank yeah. God. Yeah. But you, you mess with yourself too much. You better you be careful with That's yourself. Right. You. The human body is so fragile. fragile. So fragile. We're so fragile. And that cali- that 
cavalier attitude toward life. It's almost like gambling. It's almost like this this secret uh, sort of heckler that lives there that says, go on, do it, do mm-hmm. it, go push mm-hmm. it, push your luck. One more cigarette. One more cigarette. Just one more, yeah. one more. Because in our teens and in our 20s, you guys were invincible. Nothing can happen right. to us. Just, that's true, but then there's, an, there's another, there's the saboteur there. There's sitting in wait. And it so is. a spiritual practice it prepares you and sort of evens the playing field so because when that voice does come up and we stop doing the spiritual work so we can act out yeah. see i wanted to act out how dare you kill my mama mm-hmm. right we all go to that place oh and i'll just add since we're telling the truth mm-hmm. that i found out the uh you know, the con- my boyfriend was the con, a con artist the, con- yeah. the same day. The same day. So I basically told God, you know, that's a uh-huh. little bit too much. Yeah. Let me take this away right. from you. Let me show you what your world will become without me. Right. We're so crazy, yeah. but we want revenge. Mm. I was listening to James Brown this morning. Mm. Hey! What song? Ah! What song? Payback. Payback. Uh-huh. The big payback. Yeah, while I was getting my makeup done, payback yeah. came on. Yeah. And oh. I don't know karate, uh-huh. but I know <laughs> karate. That's right. That's you know, right. and we all know karate. But let me tell you this: Oh, Rue, I've come. Oh, I've come to a place where, you know, I have this peace of mind. There's nothing, nothing more wonderful. I listen to my girlfriend sometimes because you know, at my age, we have hot flashes and da 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 to mm. keep us up at night and da da da. But I sleep like a baby Mm, mm. because if I did something wrong to somebody, Mm -hmm. I'm going to say I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say I'm sorry first because I know, see, people don't understand once you've been in a natural disaster. Mm -hmm. That's why I tell people don't worry about all this Trump bullshit. Mm -hmm. The weather's going to take care of all our ass. That's true. The weather. (laughs) The weather will be will balance all this yes, shit out. Yes. I said, don't worry about it, girl. Yeah. Go spend as much as you want. Oh yeah. The fuck, don't worry about it. They're talking about these massive hurricanes and typhoids the, and but the weather typhoid. will typhoon. <laughs> <laughs> well, take that the typhoon that to bring too. the typhoid. Amen. Amen. I told them. I said, listen, the weather's gonna take care of this. Yeah. See, it ain't gonna matter that that's a black man pulling a white baby out. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna matter in the great flood that you're Chinese and the baby you pulling out is Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you understand? Oh, honey, mm-hmm. I was in the North Ridge. We were all one. Mm-hmm. We were all one. When it's bigger than you, we're all one. People gonna calm down. I ain't worried about this world. Yeah, it'll fix itself. We gonna be just fine. That's right. Well, you know, I tell you what, the earth we will be just fine. Us. I don't know how well we'll do, but the earth will fix itself. In fact, you know, there's so many, there's so many, some people say there's so much overpopulation, this is the way the, the earth is saying, okay, you know, some of y'all are going to have to... Survival of the fittest. Survival of the fittest, yeah, you know. So, you know, but the earth will be fine. And we can pollute it all we want. We can do whatever we want. She will repair herself. Yeah, she she will. Will. Now, that doesn't we mean won't. we may, may right. not survive it. But it will repair itself. Now, we are, as you know, our listeners, we are on a little break right here from shooting our television program. And so we always grab our guest stars uh, to come talk to us for a hot minute. I wish we could talk to Jennifer all day long, but we have to get back to the set. Thank you so much for taking a little bit of time to share what you are. You are a force in heaven. You want to talk about uh, hurricanes and... and Hurricane uh, Lewis. Yes, you are a force of nature. I, I feel so blessed 
to have had you in my life for um, well over 20 years. Oh, I love years. you, Rue. And I wanna, years. I want to say one last thing, you know, because it's not just about the book tour for me anymore and television and show business. I'm 61 now, and I'm, I'm at a place where, yes, I have become wise. I have, if only for myself, because I'm still here and i am still got a big old smile on my face. I want to say this to everybody out there because this was the big one that really helped me in my life. <laughs> love yourself so that love will not be a stranger mm. when it comes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I personally love that one. Yeah. Take love. care of your self-care is what I'm promoting out there in the streets now. Mm -hmm. Self care. Take care of yourself so that your arms are strong when the people you love fall. Yes. Yes, absolutely. That's what I have. I love it. Jennifer Lewis. The book is called The Mother of Black Hollywood. You can see her on ABC's hit comedy, Blackish. And you can go see her on Netflix and all the streaming services and all those movies, which are hey, everywhere. Uh, 68 movies, 200 and, no, 259 television shows yeah. and four Broadway shows and, and concerts all over the world. Jackie's back. <laughs> Jackie's Jackie's back. back. Oh, it's the 19th anniversary That's right. Sunday. That's right. I don't know where she's been. I, I, I don't know where she's at. I, all I know is put me on the front row. Let me stand. Let me shout. Cause the girl is coming out. Let me. I <laughs> Yay! Thank you, Jennifer Lewis. Thank you. And Michelle. we will see you up on the judges panel very soon. Yes. But uh, you go and get you a drink of water or yep. something. And we'll get back out, out there on stage. Now, yes, sir. Y'all, uh, we'll be right back after this. Okie dokie. Child, these Squarespace are... T Ooh, girl, I love me some Squarespace, girl. Ooh, yeah. Mary. Ooh, it's so good. Yeah. Listen, hey, people are just taking over the world with their websites, yeah. and, and Squarespace has made it easy for them to do that. Yeah, and that's the best part of it. The people are taking over the world with their own websites, yeah. not somebody else telling them what to do or charging that's them. That's right. So you guys can make a gorgeous website yourself, too, in minutes using their beautiful templates there at Squarespace and their simplistic drag-and-drop platform. If you want to check it out, Go to squarespace.com slash Rue for a free trial. And when you are ready to launch, use the offer code Rue to save 10% off of your first purchase of a website or a domain. That's offer code RU. It's Squarespace. Now, Casper is an online retailer of premium mattresses that have rocked our world. Why? Because they're such a fabulous product and they're so comfortable to sleep on. And they're delivered directly to your front door. Right to your doorstep in a transportable box. And Casper isn't just a mattress company, y'all. They also offer sheets, pillows, bed frames. And if you've heard me talk about it, Bella does not get out of her dog bed. Mm. So everyone in the family sleeps comfier than ever before. Also, besides the original Casper, where it all started, they offer two other mattresses. They have the Wave and the Essential. Now, the Wave has a patent-pending premium support system to mirror the natural shape of your body. This is the top of the line. The Essential has a streamlined design at a price that won't keep you up at night. Now, Rue and I have a Casper Wave, and we Love it. If for some reason you're still not sure about getting a Casper, you can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. And did I mention free shipping and returns throughout the U.S. and Canada? Get $50 towards select mattress purchases by visiting casper.com slash rue. Use the offer code RU at checkout. That's casper.com slash rue. Terms and conditions apply. We are at the Beverly Hills home of Producer Cindy Cowan, and who I've known for many years, and uh, you're very gracious to allow us into your house as you are hosting 
a party. Absolutely. <laughs> so, all right, when we were talking about Mercury Mercury retrograde, right. that this has been a tough part. Because you have parties here. How, how many times a year do you have parties here? I have here? at least two to three big parties a year. Yeah. I do. And Thanksgiving is always one that you do. I do. Every year I take in everyone with nowhere to go. I... Sorry, is that bothering you? No, no, it's okay. fine. The, the, um, the, what you hear is the doorbell ringing. People are yes. arriving. That's why you're so gracious. So, um, you know, living in LA, my family's in Florida. and We're in Florida. Um, Miami. Oh. And so Thanksgiving is a time that people don't realize. People go to their family's home or their husband or their wife's homes. And all of my family's in Florida. So technically, I would be homeless for Thanksgiving as well. Yeah. And I decided years ago to start inviting people, and it was shocking how many people had spent Thanksgiving alone. Yeah. So it's become a tradition now. About 100 people come through mine, and um, I'm grateful. The misfits of Hollywood. The misfits of Hollywood. Yes, Yes. yeah. And so how did you get started as a producer? You know, uh, I mean, is this something you set out to do, or is this something you sort of wound up, you landed on? No, I kind of landed in it. I have a degree in sex therapy, believe it or you not. You are kidding I, me. Yes, I have a master's in psychology. And I took that infamous year off that people do. Um, and it was only supposed to be one year. I got a job with CBS. Um, the television network. Television network. network. Yeah. I was doing news, actually, in Miami. And kept getting promoted. Decided news was not for me. Became a songwriter by accident. Um, my first song went top 10 all throughout Europe. What with- song is that? It was, um, a, God, there was two of them. It was a song called It Would Be So Easy and Where Do Nice Girls Go to Meet Men? And it was on an album by an artist named Sunita, whose yeah. um, producer um, was was an unknown at the time named Simon Cowell. Right. And that was his first artist. So Simon and I kind of came up together. Wow. And then um, I came to L.A. to write for a group called Shalimar. Oh, my and goodness. I love Shalimar. Yeah, I wrote for... Um, Howard Hewitt, uh-huh. he did. He had a song of mine and Engelbert Humperdinck, but I wasn't a songwriter. It just cracked me up that people were taking my music. And yeah. then um, somebody found me and asked would I work um, for their film company and acquisitions because, um, as you know, I love people and I started to know everybody. And before I knew it, um, I was working at a film company. They threw me on a set and then the rest was history. And, wow. Yeah. And what songs for Shalimar? It was, God, which one did? Um, it was mostly for Howard. It was yeah. called um, This Loves Forever. And we went to number three on the R&B charts for over a year. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting when people talk about careers and you talk about how things get started. Nobody talks about how luck, how, how luck. Uh, luck is a huge factor huge. in this. You could have talent. You could have connections. But it seems like you have, you've been touched Yes, I have. I say that I fall up all the time. Um, I'm really lucky. I mean, look, you have to have talent and you have to know, you know, once you get in a door, how to stay in the room. Yeah. Um, But if you ask me, would I rather have luck um, or sometimes talent? I'd rather have luck any day. And I know that sounds weird, but I really would. Yeah. And so um, you've been producing movies. You produce television shows also? We're getting into TV now, and um, I think I've got something that's going to be one of the biggest, but um, but I'm mostly known for future films. And no, how tough is it? I mean, because well, well, for the people who are listening, what, what is it that a producer does? What does a producer do? So an actual producer does um, a lot of stuff. I find the scripts at its infancy stage. I work with the writers until the script is right. 
I go out and I either set it up at a studio or I find independent financing for it. Then I bring on the director, I bring on the talent, and then I actually sit on the set and, and make sure that the film is delivered under the budget that I've given it. And then I sit in an editing room and I make sure that it comes out to what you see, whether it's at a theater near you or nowadays Netflix. Yeah. So, so a it's, bit of it's everything. not unlike what you're doing here today, which is yes. producing a party. Right. You hire the, you get, you, you choose the food, you choose the time. Yes. You choose the people who are going to work in the kitchen. Yes. And you invite the people. Yes. And the valet and the whole and shebang. Right. Yeah. How, where do you think you got that skill? Where, does mom, dad? I think my mother, my mother was the ultimate party thrower and um, my whole life I just watched her host and do. Um, and so, yeah, I, I picked it up from her. Yeah. yeah. And it's effortless when you know how to do it. And how has your degree in sex therapy come <laughs> into play in your role as a producer? You know, Hollywood's a tough town. Um, frequently, I'm the only woman on a set. I'm certainly the only one of the few women producers. And so, um, you know, I don't get freaked out easy. I'm always like, bring it on. I can be one of the guys if I have to. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, and I can control a set if I have to um, in a way that most women can't. That's an interesting point, too, because obviously a lot of people are talking about that right now, especially uh, how women or how anyone who is an outsider can um, handle situations that come up when you're in the jungle, literally. Yes. Um, and, and what advice do you have for people? I mean, it obviously... Hollywood is not a place for um, people who are overly sensitive. Right. I mean, I agree. you know, sure, there there's a place for everyone, but sometimes it's just not that way. I agree. You know, has it been hard for you to speak with friends who have sort of complained about that? I mean, because obviously you've you've done very well for yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, what do you say to those people who say, um, we've got to change the way things are going? Do you, do you, are you optimistic about that change? I am. I, you know, I'm probably going to get a lot of flack for this. I think the Me Too movement is good and bad. And so in a good way, I've had a lot of friends whose careers were absolutely ruined by some of the men that you're seeing coming out mm -hmm. or being named in this Me Too movement. And it's horrifying because I know a lot of those men, mm -hmm. um, for those that really had something happen to them, I think it absolutely has to come out. And sure. it's not just Hollywood. People love to point the fingers at Hollywood, but I'm sure it's happening everywhere. And, you know, it's a shame that nowadays you have to be a little bit more concerned with what you wear or mm -hmm. what you say or um, how you flirt. Um, on the flip side, I think that there's been a lot of women who've taken advantage of the Me Too movement. And I don't think that's right either. I mm -hmm. think... Um, I think we've watched some of them get shut down. So I think there's a fine line of what's happening with this. Mm -hmm. um, so so the answer to me to you is, I hope yes. I hope it's going to stop some men that really were predators. Sure. And on the flip side, I hope it doesn't stop men from hiring women because they're worried that if they have to stay late at night after regular hours, they can't be alone with that woman in the room for fear right. that she might accuse them of something that's not happening. Yeah. So I think there's a fine line there. Yeah. Well, it's interesting too, because I, <clears throat> I've never, I, I, I haven't experienced that. Obviously I've experienced uh, discrimination, but um, you know, a lot of times I don't want to be in a place where there, those where people who would not want me there would be, Yes. you know? Yes. So it's, it's an interesting thing. And I've carved my own, path you know 
as have yes. you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you've made lots of movies, produced lots of movies. What what project do you want to do? Where where do you, what do you want to do that you haven't done? Oh gosh, there's a whole lot. So, um, so I had a, an illustrious career, as you know. I started a film company um, in 95 and sold it in 2001. And with that company, we had two Emmy nominations, a Golden Globe, a People's Choice, and I sold the company on a film with four Oscars. Um, And then I retired for six years, which a lot of people don't even realize I retired. And now I'm back. And um, this go round, we'll do the action movies and stuff because that pays my bills. But I want to tell the true stories. This is this year and the years going forward, or my passion is to tell these unknown true stories of these people whose whose stories need to be told. it's difficult right now because a lot of people are running to the theaters to see Marvel movies yes. and they're not running to the theaters to see dramas anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, people still want to be entertained and it doesn't always have to be um, a superhero. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, uh, Cindy, tell us about some of the movies you've produced. So um, I'll tell you the ones that have gotten awards. There's been a ton of them, but um, the first one to get an award was called, God, I have to remember, was called Rents a Kid with Leslie Nielsen, Christopher Lloyd. Um, we got a Golden Globe and People's Choice nomination for If These Walls Could Talk, the first one with Demi Moore and Sharon Sissy Spacek. Yeah. Um, we got the United Nations Award for an Oliver Stone, Dennis Quaid movie called Savior, um, which was about the Bosnian-Serbian War. And... Um, a lot of people know that I financed a movie that nobody wanted at the time, which ultimately got four Oscar nominations, and it was called Traffic with Michael Douglas and Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yeah, wow. So, yeah. Amazing. So, thank you. Yeah, it's been fun. First of all, I want to go yes. back. Um, what made you decide to retire for six years? I wanted to be a girl again. Um, I had five years where we either bought, financed, or produced 25 movies, I went. I was always in a suitcase and always in a hotel and dealing with one actor crisis after another. Um, I was engaged to be married at the time, and my fiancé at the time gave me an ultimatum. Um, ultimately, he was probably right. He was coming second, but I owned the company. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did not get back together. But, uh, but um, parts of him were right. I really needed to regain my femininity. And I'm Southern by nature. Um, I was raised you know, that to put a man kind of in front of you, mm-hmm. only I like to be on the side of him. Yeah. Um, and I had to I had to step back to find a happy medium of how to do that. Yeah. And do you still feel that way? I do. I'm always going to be very Southern. Um, not so Southern that I'm going to take totally a backseat. Yeah. But I still would love the man to be, I, I want my man to shine. Yeah. I, I, I hear that. But I, I would think, though, that after the six-year hiatus that you would say, you know, you would question why why that is. I mean, because it's obviously very difficult to find a man who can deal with a very powerful woman yeah. who's very successful. Um, is a man necessary? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not sure. Um, look, I've been different than most girls. I... Up until my mother died, I wasn't sure if I ever wanted to get married. Um, I've had four, some people would say five marriage proposals in my life, and I did not say yes um, because I was incredibly, incredibly, incredibly independent. Um, I'm not sure if it's marriage or if it's a partner, but this world is getting a little crazy for me right now. And in such and starting to get older and having found myself and not having to 
prove myself to anybody anymore. I think it would be nice to have that best friend, partner, lover slash protector even sure. that you go through the rest of your life with. And I've I've really kind of embraced that now that, yeah, I would like that anyways. Yeah, I think everybody would like that. But, uh, you know, a lot of times we uncover that that fantasy isn't, isn't, it's not fully realized because a lot of times the person that you, it's not like a, a grocery store where you can get everything there. You can yes. get your vegetables, meat, and no pun intended. Right. And, uh, you know, sometimes dry cleaning. Not one, one person can't do everything Correct. for, you, you know, and you cool with that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, definitely. And I'm never going to be the girl with the white picket fence living in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um, but I'm the girl that I'm very into charity and I want to travel the world and go to weird places. I'm about to go for Christmas and deliver art supplies to schools in Africa wow. and schools that nobody would normally even venture to. Um, I'm that girl. So yeah. um, nice to have somebody that wants to do these Absolutely. unique things with yeah. you. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for yeah. talking to us. I, we have a party to to host. No, absolutely. You know, and I will pull some people up here. Yeah. Uh, throughout. Sorry if you guys heard dinging and stuff. That's just people walking into my Arriving. House. Yes. Well, Cindy Cowan, you are just Aww, amazing, amazing woman. Uh, and if people want to find you or yeah, hear more of your sure. story, where do they find you? Um, you can either go to my website, which is www.cowanent. Dot com or I can be found on Twitter and Instagram at Cindy Cowan C O W A N um, one thousand and again that's Cindy C O W A N one thousand and right. thank you Rue you're like by the way I adore this man I think we've known each other twenty years and I adore <laughs> him so grateful that you're in my home grateful to all of you listeners have an amazing Thanksgiving thank you so much thank you all right we'll be right back after this. You know, I just want to tell you, I, I love that Casper mattress so much. It, and, and there are so many reasons. Let me just give you a few. First of all, it's a great product and it feels so good. Secondly, it's a really good price. <laughs> yeah, it is. And it's so convenient because they will they will ship that right to your front door. Um, Free. Yeah. Right to your door in the U.S. and Canada. Okay, hey, Canada. So if you guys are having an issue and you're thinking, ugh, I want to get a mattress, I don't know where to start. You've heard us talk about it. Sleep on it. No, actually, I was going to say sleep on it no more. Sleep on it all the time. Oh, sleep on it some more. Because we are talking about Casper mattresses. So you guys can do your your 100-night risk-free trial because that's the way to go if you ask me. And trust me, at the end of the day, you're going to buy it anyway. Get $50 towards select mattress purchases by visiting Casper.com com slash rue use that offer code ru at checkout that's casper.com slash rue terms and conditions apply girl i am in love with squarespace and you know it the world knows it. everybody should know about it because it makes it so easy for people to make their own websites which i believe i believe the sisters are doing it for who themselves that's right and squarespace has made it so easy for them to do it we get so many letters from people who are listeners around the world who are making websites uh send your e send your websites to rupaul podcast at gmail.com michelle you have a letter i do baby hi Rue and michelle i'm a big fan of what's the tea and i appreciate everything that you ladies do now we haven't met before but i've actually worked with producer alex on a couple of projects for you too i don't know if you remembered but i designed those socks for alex as the logo for the christmas musical podcast you two did 
the first Mrs. Claus. That's me. It was truly a blast, and I'm so appreciative of the opportunity. I also just completely redesigned my website, joshbennydesign.com, using your sponsor Squarespace. That's joshbennydesign.com. It's just as easy as you guys always say it is and was able to make it look amazing without having to say or do any coding proficiency whatsoever. I just dragged in death drop, bitch, and my <laughs> website got an upgrade. Hanny, thank you so much. Josh. Oh, that's so sweet. Yes. Now, I I, I, I feel like I'm going to have to be wearing those socks, you know? Yes. Even though it's not, it's almost Christmas time. Yes, it's it almost is. Christmas time. We're, we're uh, days away, actually, two weeks away. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Hey, listen, if you want to get a free trial with no credit card required, what do they do? Go, you, well, child, you go on over to squarespace.com, use that offer code slash rue. Yeah. And you get a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code are you? I said it once, I'll say it say again. Say it again. You can save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. That is offer code RU and you'll be getting a great deal. So thanks again to Squarespace and keep sending in your websites to RuPaulPodcast at gmail.com. We are back. We're at Cindy's party. I've I've grabbed some other guests from downstairs. I'm not going to keep you all too long. I did hear that you were from Iowa. Is that right? Idaho. 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 I, I get them mixed up. Now introduce yourselves. Okay, I'm Renee Tennyson. I'm Rosie Tennyson. And now I know you guys because of Playboy. Is yes, that right? Exactly. Yeah, but and you but you look exactly the same. I wasn't sure if it was y'all because of because you look so young still. <laughs> thank, how, you. thank you. Thank you. How old thank were you? Yes. How old how old were you when you did um Playboy? I was uh I believe 19. 19. When I first tested, yeah. Okay. All right. Did you also do it? I did. No, I didn't you did do not. it. No, 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 no. I did, did not, not at you first. Did not. I did not at first. Half like wanted us both to do it. Yeah. But I was kind of shy at the time. So I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, I didn't do it. So I was like, no, you no, do no, it. No, 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 She told me, no, no, no. everybody's going to think you're a sleaze. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, I was like, whatever. I was, I was a little like, like okay. whatever. So I was being a prude. Anyway, I didn't do it. You did. So then, but then she ended up winning like Playmate of the Year. She was the first African American Playmate of the Year. It was a big deal. Yeah. So then I was like, wait a second. She got like 100 grand. Uh-huh. Got a bunch of money. <laughs> Meanwhile, Damn. I was over there working at like Albertsons like 50 hours a week, night shift, uh, like like the warehouse. working my ass off yeah. at the warehouse. And I was like, wait a second. I was like, to hell with this. Because I go to like the mansion. She's living at the mansion. Yeah. I was dating a Chippendale. Dating Chippendale. Yeah. Going to Roxbury. Yeah. You remember Roxbury? Yes, I one? do. Yeah. So I'm like, what the hell? So I, I quit my job. I come back. I'm like, I'm out of here. I'm going back to, I'm moving to L.A. Uh-huh. So then I moved to LA. I get her pictures because I need, I didn't have any pictures. So I just was like, give me some of your modeling photos. Uh-huh. So I went and got an agent, you know, with her photos. Uh-huh. So anyway, so then, then have like later on was like, Hey Matt, I want you two to both pose. Yeah. Will you pose? Yeah. So then I, I pose later on. It was I like see. maybe like 15, like 18 later. years I wasn't later. So uh-huh. I yeah. So then we did. He was like, I really together. want you to do it. So we did. So we yeah. did. Yeah. And, and Idaho. Now we're in Idaho. From, we grew up in a really small town called Melba. Like it's like toast. an hour outside of Boise. It's uh-huh. like really small farming. There's like 300 people in the town. Nothing going like on. Super you small. are kidding me. And how did black folks wind up in there Idaho? Were none. There, there were, were none. none. Out of, we moved to a bigger like town which had like 1,600 like students in the high school and there was only three black people and we were two of them. And then yeah. there was one other. <laughs> one other. And that was, it was like that. You know what I'm saying? It was yeah. like We had that. each other. We had each other. But 
That was it. It was like three people out of six. And how did your parents wind up there? My dad was a farmer Uh and they came from Texas. And I guess Idaho was one of the only places that uh, African-Americans could own land. Yeah. So that a lot of African-Americans were migrating over there because you could buy actually land. Okay. So in farming and stuff like that. So that's why he moved there. And then when he moved there, he met my mom. My mom's white. And Uh then when they got married in Idaho, like it was in the 50s. Yeah. It wasn't. It was like legal for a black man to marry a white woman right so they in that state so they had to go to lovelock lovelock nevada and get married and come back so like they were like pioneers because like that crap in idaho was really not cool like back in their day not cool like so uncool like people were they did it they did it they did it it anyway yeah and but it was like you know they did it when it it was not cool for like you to do that. I'm always interested in the stories of how people of color end up in places where there aren't a lot of people of color and what that what that struggle is like and what what that experience is like, you know? And so you all left when you were 18? I we wanted to model and yeah. we wanted to, we were always kind of like, if you look in our, our yearbook, it says we're going to be successful. We're going to move to LA and model. Yeah. I didn't know I was going to do it, but yeah, yeah. I just, and we then just I put had, it out uh, there. I had sure. sent some photos and they were searching for the 35th anniversary playmate. Yeah. And I had sent some photos. You were dating a guy. I was dating a guy. Like, and he was like, you, you could be a centerfold. And I was yeah. kind of, cause I, I always looked at the women and I was like, these guys are so pretty. And yeah, yeah. I admired him. I wasn't like when he got the <laughs> magazines, I, I would look at him and I think they were really pretty. And he was like, you could do that. This. And then I was like, really? And he was like, yeah. So then I went and took a little top. No, I, no, I actually had my clothes on. Yeah. I took like a bikini shot and then we sent it in. And then I got a phone call from Playboy saying, we want to test you in Chicago for this 35th anniversary. It was still in it. Chicago then. Yeah, it was yeah. in Chicago. Where, well, I tested in Chicago and then I did it. And then I didn't win like this uh, uh, playmate, uh, Fonda McLaren won. Uh-huh. And then I remember Arnie Freitag, who is like the, the yes, photographer. Yes, the big photographer. You know, the big yeah. photographer. He shot me and he was like, you know what, Renee? He's like, it's a blessing because I heard Hef's looking at you to win PMOY. He's like, they've never had a black one. He's like, if this this were to happen to you, he's like, it would be life changing. And I was like, really? Because I was so disappointed that I didn't win the 35th yeah. anniversary. And he's yeah. like, don't sweat it. And then so then Hef actually was like, you know what? He's like, it's it's a shame. And he it's wrote taken, PMOY yeah. on your centerfold and sent it back. And sent it back. Really? And then Arnie, Arnie was like, year. Arnie was, and, and they then, were but like, everybody was like, was like you they're not going to, you She's can't black. pick her. She's wow. black. They're, this they're this can't be done. And then he, at my Playmate of the Year party, he jumped up and he said, you know what? He said, I just think it's a shame that it took 35 years to get an yeah. African-American PMOY. So yeah. I stand by her. So he's like, and that's the thing people don't really realize with him is he really was a pioneer. Has, right? ha, has uh, there been, he was you mean Arnie Freitag was a pioneer or Hef? Hef. Hef. Yes. Hef. Yeah. Hef. Has there been, how many PM, uh, I, okay, Playmates of the Year have there been since there was, then? Uh, I was in 90. Uh-huh. And then there was a African-American Playmate of the Year in, um, there was, uh, what was her name? Uh, one Swedish one, oh, uh, Ida yeah, Linquist. Yeah. She uh-huh. was probably maybe 15 years after me. Oh, and wow. then there was recently one maybe three years ago. So there's yeah. been three of us. Okay. But um, before of, that, it prior to that, there was really a long time. Ola Ray. Ola Ray, like, I remember. Yeah, remember yes, Ola Ray. Yes, she was yes, like from Thriller. Video. Yeah, yes. she was in 81. Yeah. She was in 81. And then uh-huh. Playboy had a drought. But then when I talked to them, they were like, not a lot of black women have sent their photos in. Yeah. So they were like, it's not that we don't want one. It's just not a lot of black women 
I've yeah. sent their photos in to be a playmate. So then um, when and mine and came and in. And remember when, when Vanessa Williams, remember when that yes. thing yes. yes. came out? Yeah. Yeah. They took those photos to Hef, but Hef said he no. He said, nope, right. he, wouldn't, he wouldn't publish them because he's like, I don't want to do her like that. And he didn't. Oh. So then, but then. Play, you know, the penthouse did it. Penthouse yes. did, did but, yeah. but yeah. he did brought not. those photos to Hef first, but he, he didn't passed. do it. Wow. So he was like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, but he actually had it. Like he was actually. He was really cool. People don't realize that because he was the first one to publish like Alex. Alex Haley's uh, writing Roots, for yeah. Roots. Yeah, yeah that's stuff. right. He was really like a pioneer like, yes. with civil rights. And then he sure. was made Very it to where the um, the Playboy clubs were, you know, they had to allow blacks in because they were mm-hmm. trying to be like, you can't allow blacks into these to perform in right. these clubs. And he was like, no, because he had Sammy Davis Jr. He's like, you have sure. to allow this. So yeah. well, that's the things a lot of people don't realize with him. He's he a pioneer. Was really yeah. a pioneer. He was very instrumental in like that civil rights movement. Of yeah. just kind and of making even it. like the sexuality yeah. and the stuff like that, because he like started that when it Absolutely. wasn't cool. That's yeah, right. Like, like, for women to own it, for that, women like, to own their thing, sexuality. Like yeah. to own it. So that's why he was like definitely the pioneer of that. Is, is there a sort of uh, uh, sorority or fraternity of of Playboy playmates that uh, sort of newsletter or something that where you all absolutely. keep in touch. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You just feel like your family because and like like even when I did it, I admit like all these women I had admired because my boyfriend had got these yeah. playmates things like in I remember 87, 88, I would see like Ava Fabian, I would see like yeah. Kathy St. George, I would see all these girls like Pamela Stein. So then when I met them, I was like, oh my God. It was yeah. like it was like meeting like uh, to me, it was meeting somebody great. So they're really like I said, it's definitely you have this little bond with them and then and they've gone through the same thing. You guys sure. have all had your centerfolds come out. It's just That's and then cool. you live together at the mansion, you party at the mansion. Yeah. <laughs> it was cool. It it's was really cool. it's definitely and a what did time. you what did you learn about yourself uh having done Playboy that you didn't know before. I think for me, I just was I like think it was confidence. I, I gained it confidence. It was a confidence. It was and a confidence I, builder because there's nothing more scary than standing in front naked. of a naked, yeah. in naked. front of a freaking naked. Like, yeah. no clothes on, yeah. and having to be like, all right, let me let me exude sure. something. So you really have to like because like before when I I didn't do it, I was like shy. Yeah. But then I was like after a while, I was like, you know, I can do this. I've got this. So I was like, you know what? Own it. So then it's a confidence builder because you're like, if I can do this, I can do anything. Yeah. How 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 long how far into the photo session did you find that confidence? Was it after a glass of champagne or They don't do that. They no, don't do, do that. that. They just put you out there, you know, and at the end I was actually kind of comfortable. I didn't really like I said it wasn't too scary for me, but um they're doing it in a way to where you don't feel like it's perverted. It might be more scary when it comes out. Like she didn't even tell her dad. Mm-hmm. She yeah, posed yeah, yeah. for Playboy. Mm. So like that I just waited. the scary part I just where had to... you know, your pictorial is coming out and people be, that, that could be even scarier than yeah. that. Because people like, know you've done People it. are seeing you naked. And for me, I didn't do it. Uh-huh. So then I had people looking at me like, oh, you that's what you look like naked. Because ah, it was my twin. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I didn't do it. I didn't yeah. get the money. I didn't get the, the glory. Thing. I just had everybody <laughs> know when I look like naked. She nothing. I should have just done the the, the crap. You yeah, know? yeah. And so, um, and so with with that, so when you moved into the mansion, how does that happen? First of all, I'm going to go back to the photo session. How many people are in the room with you it's when you're just, doing it? It's the the makeup artist, the stylist, the hairstylist, and yeah. usually the, 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 the usually the photo editors. So you get probably like five or six people sure. in there. And then they're just kind of like, okay, let's lose the robe, you know? Yeah. So you gotta lose the robe and then yeah. you start the photo shoot. But then when you actually start to see the film, you're kind of like, okay, 
you see a Polaroid, you know, yeah. they, and this is back at the time when they shot eight by 10 Polaroids, which oh my are really goodness. expensive. Wow. Um, so you would see this stuff and you'd be like, okay, and the lighting's just, it's the best lighting. Yeah. It's the best you're ever going to be shot. Because yeah. they were spending a fortune back in the day when they, mm-hmm. when they shot this stuff. Yeah. I'm telling you, it was like very expensive. Yeah. So when you saw yourself in that way, you were like, all right, I got, you, you really liked the way you saw yourself. So sure. it was not, then it wasn't scary because it's almost like art. So yeah. for me, like when, once I start doing it, I, and then it was always weird, like when you'd go out with like Arnie and the guys, you'd almost get more attention when you had your clothes on because uh-huh. they were just like, they're so used to seeing naked women. Yes. So like when you get dressed and they're almost like, yeah. oh, wow, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's Is Arnie uh, Fry Tag still with us? He is still. Yeah. Um, he doesn't shoot. Um, they don't shoot for Playboy. Him or Stephen Weta uh-huh. were pretty much the stock photographers that yes. I shot with, and they were pretty much the most famous. Um, there was uh, Richard, uh, I think Richard, ben, uh, or Richard, Richard Bagel. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but those three were like the ones that were the photographers everybody shot with. But, yeah. Uh, so I think those two are retired. And when you all, when when you did it, who was your photographer? Stephen Weta. Stephen Weta. Uh huh. Yeah. Stephen Weta. Yeah. Uh, and so now you 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 lived in in Renee. You lived into in the mansion. I did. And then I came to visit her. Yeah. And then I stayed at the mansion because <laughs> I came to visit her. I was living in Idaho, working about sundries, like you know, fifty hours a week. And I was like, wait a second. Yeah. So you then got I, the butler. I got, got the. You know, I I was like, you know what? That's when I quit my job. I yeah. came up there. I was like, I'm coming there. Then I I ended up moving to L. A. Yeah. Because I saw like you know, the great life over there at the mansion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And how how does that get negotiated? Like, who gets to move into the mansion? Well, what happened was... I didn't, I didn't plan on living at the mansion. I had met this playmate and she was like, hey, do you want to be roomies? And I was like, yeah. I was like, you know, I broke up with my dude and I didn't know anybody. And I was like, she was like, okay, let's, you can live. I live at Park La Brea. I'm going to, you know, leave you the key and all this stuff. So I was like, great. So I broke up with my dude. I jumped, uh-huh. put everything in my car. Yeah. I had like a Toyota and I was like driving, you know, 13 hours. So I show up at Park La Brea and I'm kind of like, okay, you know, Carrie was supposed to leave me the keys. I'm Renee and I'm her roommate. And they're like, who are you? Uh-huh. Carrie's in New York. And I'm like, huh, what? Yeah. She didn't leave me a key. She didn't leave my name there. So then I had nowhere to go. Yeah. I didn't know anybody. So then I called like the mansion because I just done Playboy. And I was yeah. like, hey, you guys, like, yeah. I'm just, I kind of need somewhere to rest my head, you know? Yeah. yeah. Carrie, like, she didn't leave me anything. And then Kimberly Hafner <laughs> was kind of like, you get over here right now. And so I was like, okay. You're staying here. She's like, so then I get over there. I was kind of like, I just, I was so stunned because this yeah. chick, like, you know, she dogged me out, man. Yeah, like, yeah. So I'm yeah. just sitting there and I was so hurt. And then Kimberly was like, don't you worry about it, Renee. Do you, do you want to live here? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. And she was like, do you want to stay in the guest, in the, in the, 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 the um, the game room uh-huh. where like there's two bedrooms in there. Do you want to live there? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And yeah. Kimberly was his wife at the yeah, time? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and so how many playmates, at, at, during the time you were living there, how many playmates were living there at they, that well, time? Well, they had the playmate room. I actually got the the, the game room, which is great. Like, yeah. I had right, my own little digs and everything and all the game room. It was great. Yeah. All the playmates, when they all shot, the playmates, they you stayed had to at the mansion. guest house that was over to the, and there might be like four girls in there at the time. So yeah. you would just stay and you guys would all be shooting your centerfolds and stuff. Yeah. So, and then I got to stay there for like four months and then, there was another girl that was playmate of the year that I became like best friends with and she moved and she was shooting and then she was like, do you want to be roommates? So then I was kind of like, yeah. So then I, I like after four months of living at the mansion, then I moved in with her. But thank God for Kimberly Hefner because she was so cool and she allowed me to stay there. So oh, And you stayed there for just four months? For four months. Yeah, four absolutely. Months. And then what happened after? What, what did... What happened after four months and you were playmate of the year? What happens after that? 
you just go on tour promoting. Yeah, I mean, it was like I was on Oprah. I it was it really was a big deal. Yours was a big deal. Mine she, was a big deal because, but I didn't realize it because I was only I think I was like eighteen or no, yeah. I was nineteen at the time. Nineteen going on twenty and. But I guess like because it was and at that time you never saw black women on the cover of a magazine, right. so it was you know like at the time you saw Naomi, when Vanessa Williams Vanessa, and all like, that was yeah. like a big deal. Yeah, yes. so like, like right when then, blacks were like kind of crossing the, and there was over like all these like, like supermodels, but none of them were black. So right. then at that time in 1990 when I won Climate of the Year, they had like Naomi Campbell had hit the the first uh, USA the you know of US the, Vogue. She the, was September '89. Yeah. September. She was. I was, I was in '89. Yeah. I was November '89. Yeah. So like in '89-'90 yeah. is when like these color barriers broke. So then the first Miss America was black. It was I think it was, Vanessa Williams was in there. She, no, she wasn't a. Was she, but she it was, was a. Uh, Deborah, some some yeah uh, yeah, yeah. There was Deborah some... Debbie Turner was uh-huh. black, and then there was the U.S. Uh, something Gist yeah. was was uh-huh. the USA was was black, and then the Planet of the Year was black. So yeah. all three of these things, and then all of a sudden there was all these African American. Like you saw Naomi Campbell on the cover of Vogue, sure, which yeah. never happened yeah. prior That's to right. that. Like, That's right. It was Beverly Johnson, but she was like, well, maybe one or two covers, not, well, not yeah. too many. So right. then they broke down these color barriers. So after that, like. I work like nonstop because then people were like, it's cool to hire an African-American model. So then, and then she came and then it's like, that's kind of, we did you saw Tyra, yeah, you saw like, like all these people start to come into, to modeling. Sure. So, but prior to that, like, like, like I said, it took like, you know, for me, like there never was one. So then it just changed. I think like in the nineties, like 89, 90, when you saw crucial. Um, yeah. Naomi Campbell, that's when it broke. Sure. That color, her yeah. entire broke that color. Have, have you all, have you seen the new Playboy? It, 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 they're still publishing it. Is that right? They are. They, they are. are. What do you think of it? They're, you know, it's it's not the same. I think they brought the nudity back. They, they, they yeah. went away from it. Yeah. And then, but then, People like you know the fans were bummed and stuff like that, and I think they need it. I think it's not the same without Hep. You know what I mean? It's not the same because he was like the visionary of it. Like he was the one who was like the vehicle that was like steering the ship. Cooper's trying. He's cool. He's without him. It's like you don't have your leader and you don't have your like mastermind of it. So. I think they're trying, but and hopefully they can pull it around. But that person that's missing the main is, one is him. Is He's like the special sure. ingredient. Yeah. And so now um, I, we're going to go to break in just a minute. But um, now be, before you talked about uh, being a little shy about your body and, and, and that. What was it in your childhood that allowed you to be open enough to even consider it? Because, you know, you know, I'm, in my own experience, you know, I've had to break down so many barriers of just how I see myself and how I uh, uh, will allow other people to see me. And I'm sure you've thought about this. How does that how does that manifest? You know what? It's like one of those things that I'm always like, if I can, if I can do that, if you can conquer your fear, whatever fear it is, yes. fear of heights, fear yeah. of that, public speaking, news, yeah. public speaking, what fear of, you know, letting yourself fall in love, whatever sure. it yes. is, you can do anything. So it's just one of those things that you have to like say, you know what, I'm going to do this. And then you just like, it's one like fear that you conquer and you move yeah. on. Yeah. And I but never had any shame with it's it. I very, never had very shame. Scary. Yeah. For me, but, like yeah. when I did it, cause I, I actually, when I did it, I, I didn't think nudity was wrong. So right. for me, like when I took my clothes off, I, I was used to being nude anyway. But so your father, but you, you, you did not, you didn't tell your father first of all. Or my brothers, yeah. Or, or your yeah, brothers. Never, my mom yeah. knew, she was like more power to you. Yeah. She was like, she was supportive, but I, I did not tell my dad. 
And, and why um, didn't you tell him? Because you were afraid I of what? I thought ashamed. I thought, you know, he would be kind of like... He's old he, school. He's old school. Mm-hmm. He didn't come to my party, like when mm-hmm. we did my, my Playmate of the Year party. He didn't mm-hmm. come, and one of my brothers didn't come, but everybody else came to support me. But And then in the end, he was And not everybody's like, down with it. Not, not everybody's, everybody's down with like, it. Not, not everybody's down with it. Not everybody's okay with it. They're like, some people are prudes, and they're not okay with it. They're like, you know, you got But then I was kind of like, you know, at the end of the day, like, you know, you can't live your life making other people happy. That's right. You got to go do what makes you... You only have one one life. life so you have to like live it and do what you do no regrets and you know what you just gotta like do what you do that's and right that's, that's, right. that's, it, that's the moral. if you were gonna do it all over again what would you do differently i probably um If I, if I would do it, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Well, because I mean, obviously, in hindsight, it's twenty twenty, and uh, and you were. I mean, a, I still would have done Playboy. Sure, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I might, I might have had a family because we don't have kids or anything <laughs> yeah. like that. But I might have had a family. That's the only thing I might have done differently. But at yeah. the time, we were so caught up in the pursuit of, you know, fame and you're just and, 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 and so yourself. Yeah, and yeah. then you do it, and then you look up and you're like, wait. Yeah, <laughs> it's, too, it's too late. It's too late. You know, you you yeah. missed it. You know, and then too late to have children. Kind of, yeah. Because uh. you, but but in the end, when you're doing your modeling and you're acting, you're so into yourself. You don't think sure. of anything other than that. Yeah. And then you look up and you're like, wait, I'm like, LA is a different world than like say if we yeah. stayed night and night for sure. Wait, you you mean to tell me that there's something more than just me focusing on myself? Yeah, yeah, yeah there <laughs> is. There is. There is. So, yeah, I mean, we were like we were like in the world of me. Like, oh yeah. Like, but you know, two of us. Yeah, we're like, like Bobby, Bobby, well, but at the yeah. end of the day, well, you have each other too. That's, exactly. That's, that's probably we do have each other, so we have that really close bond. So that's the one thing that, like, you know, that probably made it a little different than other than that. But yeah, it's definitely you get pretty like you can get caught up in yourself. Caught up in yourself. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm gonna let you all get back to the party, um, and we're gonna go to a break. But thank you so much for talking to thank us. You. And these thank are all you. questions that we all want to know. <laughs> because, you're good, the bad. No, it's, well, no, it's just yeah. an interesting. It's an interesting concept. I, did you ever see the movie Star Eighty? I oh, love it. Yeah, it was sad. It was very sad. It's sweet and sad, but it's it's actually really beautiful. It's, it's, it's Bob great, yeah. Fosse. Yeah, it is. Bob Fosse directed job. this movie yeah, with um, with uh, Mar- um, Mariel Hemingway yeah, and, great, and uh, great. Uh, yeah. Rob, uh, Eric Roberts. It's absolutely fantastic, but it is a tragic story of. Uh, did you? Yeah, because she, oh, she was gone by the time she was. Yeah, she was at eighty. She was because I was ninety. You were the late. No, I was like ninety, and she was star eighty. You were eighty nine. No, plenty of and I won 90, 90 yeah. and she was she was playing the year in nineteen eighty. Are there people at the mansion, like psychologists, who say, okay, this is what you should be prepared for and, and talk about boyfriends and Absolutely. family? And you get a lot of that. You get like with boyfriends and jealousy and this and that, and just people in general, because yeah. there's a lot of like I can honestly that comes out say, of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Like Playboy, exposure um, and they and you know, yeah, they train you. Crazy they train fans. You. Yeah, you get fans. You get all sure. kinds of like crazy stuff that happens. But they do so, train you. They yeah, don't they just do. throw you out. Because like right. I, I had to go excited to go on this tour like all over the country. But they teach you. So they're like they're teaching you how to, you know, represent the represent brand. the company, represent yourself, yes. and know what to say. So they're not just yeah. throwing you out there because sure. you, you really are on a farm. You weren't like ready to. So they really do like they had me in like social media training. So at the end of the day, like you know, like with even with I think the Dorothy Stratton, that was just a bad. She just got a, yeah. a bad person she was with, unfortunately. But Playboy really was protective. Like, in, in that broke Hef's heart. Yes. It broke his oh, heart. Oh, I'm sure broke. it did. But at the end of the day, they, like, 
they do protect you. Like they're not gonna just let you, throw you out to the wolves. So that's the one thing I did feel like, you know, they were telling me like if anything happened, you had the Bill, you know, Raywald's number, which was like, you had, had all these, had okay. yeah. Yeah. so you had like they all were trying contacts that would, would keep you protected. So they were very aware of that. And fortunately that just situation, I think, they learned a lot from that, so they Absolutely. did try to keep protected. Yeah. So, so but, but before we go to break, uh, uh, if people want to get in contact with you, how do they do it? Is there a social media or, or website that you want to let people Maybe know about? Just our Instagram. We're just we don't we don't do, do modeling we, yeah, we stuff put anymore. Our, we hung up we, our bunny ears and our tail, but we did. Yeah, our tail. We put our clothes back on. Yes, yes, <laughs> we did. We did. But we started a company. <laughs> we, like, we we sell clothing now. Yeah. Like we have a company uh, called Varga, which is like that's what we've been doing for the past. What's it called? Varga. Varga. It's inspired by the Varga girls. Yeah, the Varga girls. Yes. So we have a women's clothing line. That's what we've been doing for the past 15 years. Varga store. Varga store. On Instagram. And that's what we do. We've been doing that for like the past 15 years. This is great because it's like A Varga store. So it's lingerie and it's. No, it's actually. It's women's clothing. It's more like pencil skirts. and like it. A walk down memory lane. inspired by like Marilyn Monroe. Audrey Hepburn. Elizabeth Taylor. It's pencil skirts. It's like boost Yeah. Feminine. It's great. It's like. But it's a kind of a. Flash, it's like a throwback, throwback to retro, yeah. vintage, like, fashions. It's called, it's Varga.com. 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 And the Varga people, the artists, their family hasn't said, uh, y'all can't no, use the that guy, name. No, the, the grandson was like, you know, but like, the grandson was like, go, you go. Because, like, it's just inspired by. Sure. So it's like that era that like you know because women were like very sexy then. oh yeah they were like yeah. so sexy and they looked like women I like in that, i mean it. i'm guilty of it too like you wear jeans you wear this sure. and that. but like then women really look like they were just women. like oh know, my god like, yeah oh, sexy. i love so that's that. the kind of so stuff do we, we, we love naked we love yeah we love so it's like that's the kind of stuff we sell and we're just inspired by it so that's what we do and, and we love vargastore.com mm -hmm. and and of course you can get in contact with you there if yeah. there's a movie yeah. role or something that you're willing to do yes yes okay <laughs> all right we've got the can i call you the tennyson quinn twins the tennyson twins are here um listen thank you go down enjoy the party bye. bye can i get an amen can i get an amen if you can't love yourself how in the hell you gonna love somebody else? Can I get an amen? And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. If you can't love yourself, how in the hell you gonna love somebody else? Hey, hey.